the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What difference at this point does it make? Oh, shut up. If you've got health insurance, you can keep it. If you like your health care plan, you will keep your plan. If you've got health insurance, you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. I'm as bad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host Don Dix, the chapter leader of Act for America in Corona, which is a nationwide national security grassroots organization. And as always, this is the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And never forget, we've gotten our brand new ratings. We are the uh, top-rated radio show in our time slot. On this station. Conservative talk show in our market, at our time slot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Certified. Wild week. Wild week. Donald Trump crosses the magic threshold of 1237. The uh, Marxists continue to run wild in the street. The jihad continues. But on our show today, we're going to take a closer look at a very important date in California coming up here on June the 7th. And to help us do that, we have senatorial U.S. senatorial candidate Tom Del Beccaro on the line with us to pick apart why it's probably one of the most important days for conservatives in California. Tom, welcome to the Unite IE Radio Show. Thanks so much for having me on, you guys. Great to hear your voices again. Great to hear yours. So we had a congressional candidate on a couple of weeks back who explained that um, no ordinary American in his right mind would run for Congress. Does the same principle <laughs> apply to U.S. Senate? Uh, yeah. Well, maybe not. Every, not well, I don't know. Here, here's the deal. I'm having a good time because every day I get to tell the truth. I get to talk about the economy, which is my favorite subject. I can educate people on how... Water policy is the fault of government and not them trying to keep their lawn. And I get to impact policy. So I'm having a good time with it. Does that make me abnormal? Maybe. (laughs) Well, it makes you a fighter, and we appreciate everything that you're doing. Let's uh, let's drill down just for a moment about why this June the 7th is important and, um, you know, some specifics about the June 7th. uh, date and why conservatives need to get out and vote. You know, I was having a conversation with another conservative activist this week, and one of the things that uh, Dennis Prager highlighted in an article he just wrote for National Review is that every citizen should vote, uh, particularly conservatives who might be a little disgruntled with their choices on the ballot, for particularly in the presidential area, why every conservative needs to vote like their vote will be the tiebreaker in the election. And, you know, we have this thing in that in, that directly impacts your race. And I want to educate folks a little bit about, use this as our starting point. We have this thing in California called Prop 14, which is the top two uh, vote getters in an election are the ones that move on to the general election, which is why it's even more important in your race for U.S. Senate uh, 
that conservatives go out and vote, decide to back one specific candidate, and we'll talk about why your argument is that you should be that candidate, but back one specific candidate to take on the Democratic uh, machine here in California. Um, Prop 14, 2010, you took a position of what on Prop 14, Tom? I was very much opposed to it for a variety of reasons, including, one, it kills off third parties because no third party can make it to the fall ballot uh, because it only goes to the major parties. That's bad. The major parties have no right. To, if you think that major parties were arrogant before, put them in a position where they can't lose. That's number one. <clears throat> number two leads to voter confusion because we have 34 people on a, on a major office ballot. And it's hard for people to find it. Uh, there is no primaries now. So 30% of the state, and the result is 30% of the offices are, the races are now Democrat on Democrat or Republican on Republican. And what you find out is that in those races where only two Democrats are running or two Republicans, that voter turnout drops dramatically. In today's PPIC poll, they asked the question if there were only two Republicans, Democrats in the race, and you're a Republican, would you vote? And half of them said we wouldn't even bother to vote. So it was a dumb plan put through by Arnold Schwarzenegger, Abel Maldonado, Duff Sunheim, and supported by Charles Munger. And their theory was that we would have more moderate elected officials. Well, first of all, they have no right to determine who should be elected. Anybody who runs should get elected, and the system shouldn't be skewed in one direction or another. And all the results are in. All the bad things that we predicted, and I wasn't alone, have come true. It's time to scrap it. But we have it right now, and we have to have someone finish in the top two. And uh, why don't you tell us what you're running on? What are your principal issues, and why should uh, California Republicans vote for you? Well, as you know, my sort of my life's work is getting people to understand what I call the total government burden on the economy and how it affects economic growth. Today, government spending is a third of the economy. Regulations are even more. Almost half the economy today is government or our reaction to it, which is resulting in weak economic growth, unemployment that, that's truly still above 10%, and a lower standard of living. So my career is dedicated to get people to understand that lower tax rates and more limited government produces greater prosperity. That's why I have a flat tax. I'm the only U.S. Senate candidate in America with his own flat tax. It's also why I have a water plan for California, because in order to produce prosperity in this state, we have to have more equitable distribution of water, and that's what I'm running on as well. And also, Second Amendment. You've gotten very fired up about, uh, you know, the assault on the Second Amendment by a series of bills that were just passed in Sacramento. we got Gavin Newsom trying to get a proposition on the ballot this November. And uh, your position on Second Amendment. Well, yeah, I am fired up. Nice, uh, nice use of the word fired up. Listen. <laughs> we're having a blast well, here. <laughs> last I checked, it's in the Constitution. Right. Apparently, apparently, Gavin is unaware that it says shall not be infringed. Now look, even let's just say it. 
even if you're not someone who owns a gun or, or, you know, is this a hunter or whatever it is, what if we took the position or that, well, it doesn't really matter if it's in the Constitution? What, what rights would we have? If we don't stand by our rights, what will happen to government? So I tell people who aren't gun enthusiasts, you need to support the Second Amendment because your rights could be next. Well, as far as... Go, go ahead, ahead, Greg. No, you go ahead. Finish up and then have a, and, we'll have another point. And then, then let's talk about something that says shall have the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Of course, the left wants to attack gun owners because they think it's a wedge issue. And they also think by going after guns, it will reduce crime. And all the evidence out of Chicago, which is a perfect example because they got all their policies are in place in Chicago. Every, every, if, you, if you wonder what it would be like under the Democrats' way of dealing with the Second Amendment, look at Chicago. And, of course, gun violence is up because the criminals don't pay attention to gun laws. They do what they want. Contrast that with New York where even under Dinkins, they started to concentrate on criminal activity and then under Giuliani. And what happened? When you reduce crime, shock of shocks, you also reduce crime involving guns. So the way to reduce gun violence is to actually reduce crime. And remember, as Milton Friedman used to tell us, don't judge the law by its intention, judge it by its results. So let's look at the idiocy of their bill which says that if you have a gun, if you buy the parts to a gun, which you can do at a gun show, and then you assemble the gun, right? They say it will reduce crime if we get the gun owners to go in and then have the gun, put, have serial number be put on the gun. Now, why do I say this is idiocy? Because that won't reduce crime. You know what criminals do? They take guns with serial numbers on them and do what? Grind them off. Grind them off. So tell me what what criminal is going to go, oh, there's a new law, guys. They're sitting around the criminal table, and they're saying, there's a new law, guys. Oh, they got us now. They got us now. Darn. Right, and this is and this is the same this is the same crowd of people that's before that want to say they're against crime with gun control that want to put more criminals back out on the street with so called criminal justice reform and you know they're, they're trying to say they're they are against crime. But we need to take a break here and hear from our sponsor for this half of Unite IE Radio, Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with Tom. I'm Delba Carl after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic. It's not the end of the world. What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy, but you need to refinance the home you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt, or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at wccloans.com. 
and listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. One of the more important elections is in 2016, and leading up to that, we have the June 7th primary at which we would appeal to every single conservative in California to vote as if your vote is the tiebreaker for every single down race. We're talking to U.S. Senate candidate Tom Del Beccaro, who is a candidate for the seat that Barbara Boxer is vacating. He's got two major opponents uh, in the Democratic Party. We've got uh, Loretta Sanchez, a uh, Marxist, communist, jihad-loving congresswoman uh, in Southern California. And, of course, the her her, her opposition on the Democratic Party, uh, who I can't even, you know. Is, is a Marxist jihad-loving. Is also, you know. yeah, a Marxist jihad-loving. It's hard to separate them out. So uh, that would be Kamala Harris. So uh, earlier this week, you were telling us that you sent out a press release, and the title of the press release is Munger's Support of Sunheim Continues His, I guess meaning Munger's Destruction of the California GOP. Uh, Charles Munger's name that might not be familiar to too many folks here in Riverside, San Bernardino area. So let's let's introduce Charles Munger to the folks uh, from Tom Del Beccaro's perspective. Well, Charles Munger is a ex-Democrat, very liberal now Republican, who, quite frankly, wants to take over the Republican Party, and he is using it to, and he's worth untold hundreds of millions, which he got from his daddy. He didn't earn it. And he's using that money to handpick liberal candidates on the Republican side and uh, run off any Republicans. Um, Well, any conservatives, to be sure, but many Republicans. And so he spends hundreds of thousands of dollars each cycle attacking Republicans conservative Republicans instead of the Democrats. So as it turns out, and he spends millions of dollars, even though he's a party official now, registering independent voters because he supports this Prop 14 that we're talking about. So here's a guy who's a party official registering independents, and during his three years where he has been the right-hand man of the current chairman, Voter registration among Republicans has dropped an American record of almost a half a million. So someone's got to ask, why is this person registering independents and going after Republicans instead of going after Democrats and registering Republicans? So, and, and he, he hasn't, he's no fan of mine, and apparently he's, uh, funding an attack, bunch of attack ads on me. Well, the same guy, he was also involved in funding in funding attack ads on on one of our favorites, Tim Donnelly, when he was running for governor. I don't know where you were on Donnelly, but the same kind of thing is they dropped also all true. this vast amounts of negative ad, of of advertising at the last minute, all funded by in part by by Munger. Yeah, and the the other absurdity saying that Tim Donnelly shouldn't be running, but we should have Neil Cash and Carey who had no support from the grassroots at all and wound up finishing horrible. We would have been much better off had Tim been the nominee for the down ticket races because at least we would have had, even if you, the reality is Tim had a base of volunteers. 
and those volunteers would have helped get out the vote for other Republicans. Cash Carry had none, and as a result, we had reduced turnout, and that was just that was terrible. Tell us some of the other reasons why you think that uh, conservatives and Republicans, which are not necessarily the same thing, should uh, support you over the other nominal Republicans running for Senate. Well, it's a question of leadership related to Republicans. So one of the reasons I'm running is because Republicans are afraid to say anything. You know, Greg, I get asked all the time, why do voters vote for Republican initiatives but not Republican candidates? The answer is simple. Initiatives are about ideas. And they like our ideas. But then we nominate candidates or Republicans nationally or otherwise who say nothing. That thinks you have to be like Democrats. It's, it's just wrong. So I actually present a choice. And I'm specific about it. I'm not wishy-washy. I do support the Second Amendment. I have a water plan. You can get this all at TomDell.com. I have an immigration plan. I have an economic plan. I have a foreign policy plan. You should, you should want candidates who actually tell you where they stand so you can hold them accountable. Any candidate who refuses to take a position on a matter, Kamala Harris, Jeff Sondheim, it's someone you can't trust because there's no way to gauge whether they're keeping their promise. So, so Duff Sunheim, who seems to be the focus of this press release that you have, as well as uh, possibly the uh, number two Republican, you, you differ from him on what policy issues? <laughs> you name them. All right. Um, uh, Duff won't take the no new tax pledge. I have. Won't say what his tax plan is. I have. Uh, Duff claims... To be pro-Second Amendment, I have an AQ rating from the NRA. Duff has a not-applicable rating. Wouldn't even fill it out. Uh, Duff, I'm pro-life. Duff is not pro-life. Duff uh, immediately tweeted out after Scalia died that we should support uh, Obama's nominee. And there was such a backlash that he had to delete the tweet. No way. Uh, Oh, yeah. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, Duff has never supported. Duff supported Arnold, although he claims he didn't now. He supported Arnold's tax, temporary tax increase. Two words that are never honestly put in the same sentence. Uh, so there's very little we agree on. Uh, and that's why in the first debate, which... Uh, the viewer said, I won over all the candidates. Duff was asked, they laid out all his positions, which are Democrat positions, and then he was asked, are you sure you're a Republican? We need to have another or break. More. We need to have another break here, but I'm going to give you my question for the next segment so you can think about it during the break. You look at what's happening in California with uh, we have 33% of the welfare recipients, 12% of the population, that uh, the the roads have the 47th worst roads, but we have the highest gasoline taxes, highest sales tax, highest income taxes, terrible schools. The the California um, prison system charges three times as much per inmate as does Texas, but California, not Texas, is under court order to reduce its inmates, and we go on and on and on. So the question to you when we come back is going to be this. Given this terrible track record of the Democrat rule in California, why are Republicans perpetually the 40 percent 
in California. Now, a word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, a great patriot, sponsor of this half of Unite IE Radio, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. More for the answer to my question from Tom DelBacaro after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic. It's not the end of the world. What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy but you need to refinance the home, you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt. Or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at WCCLoans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, where we annoy liberals with truth and reason while Rush and Prager take the weekend off. Before the break, we asked the question, given the record of Democrat incompetent governance in California, including 33 percent of the nation's welfare recipients, the highest gas taxes, the 47th worst roads and the highest cost of living adjusted poverty rate in America by a wide margin. Why are Republicans perpetually the 40 percent in California? Two reasons. reasons. One, those policies are chasing off a lot of Republicans out of the state. We've lost millions of our voters to low-tax, high-job states, uh, such as Texas, Tennessee, uh, Florida. And another great part of the problem is Republicans don't provide a choice. They don't actually say to voters, there's a different way, and here's our plan. Greg, it boggles my mind why the Republicans in the legislature don't have seven water bills covering all parts of the state and do nothing but campaign saying, this is the problem with water, the Democrats' policies and the environmentalists are causing it, and here's our alternative. That's what running for office should be about, providing an alternative where there's a problem. So... Well, there's the even a, there's even a grassroots issue. You know, we we uh, bring about five thousand citizens into the state every month at swearing in ceremonies all across the state, and I hear from folks that the Democrats have a full court press to register those people at the time that they swear in, and rarely do you see a Republican booth trying to provide them with an alternative to understand. You know what the okay, difference? But, but why is that, Don? Right. That's because the grassroots is unmotivated. Because the state party now doesn't even talk to the press. I used to, and because their politicians don't provide a choice. Are you overwhelmed by the contrast to Obama that comes out of the Congress? The alternative choices on VA reform and and Medicare and and Social Security and Obamacare. Are you overwhelmed by all the information and the exciting things Republicans are doing in Sacramento? No. Of course not. No. So you have to motivate people. You have to give them a choice. The reason why I ran is to say, okay, we don't have to have high taxes. Here's an alternative. 
We don't have to have gridlock in immigration. The Republicans tomorrow in Washington should pass a visa reform bill to make up for what happened in San Bernardino, where she just gave a false address to get in the country, to make up for the fact that we lose hundreds of track of hundreds of thousands of people, put it on the president's desk, and dare Hillary to say no, dare Obama to say no, and then say, okay, if you elect us, you'll get it. Well, I think the, in part the answer to your question is there's too many Republicans in Washington that don't want to control immigration. They don't want to reform immigration. They like open borders and mass immigration. Boy, if we could have if we could have an hour to talk about the open borders movement and the implication for that, not only for American but sovereignty. I also think, I'm not saying Greg's wrong on that, but I'm also saying there's a bunch of them who don't understand how to win. Well, you want to win, and you need help to do that. So, how can if people like what you what they're hearing from Tom Del Beccaro, U.S. Senate candidate, where can they go to support your campaign with money or to assist you in the get out the vote effort on your behalf? And the answer to that is, I have the Howard Jarvis endorsement, by the way, the Tom McClintock endorsement, by the way, Ford, Latter, Cudlow, and more. Um, go to Tom Dell. T-O-M-D-E-L.com. Uh, we've had great fundraising this week. And help me out because we have to put in, we're buying tons of ad space, all the ad space we can possibly get. So Thank you, Tom. We are out of time for this week, but thanks for being on our show and good luck in the election. More with Unite IE Radio after these messages. I'll keep my freedom. I watch the news and have to wonder if this country's going crazy. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program, where, as Greg likes to say, while Rush and Prager take the weekend off, we hold down the fort here at our 4 o'clock slot on AM 590, The Answer. Greg, you and I were having a chat prior to the show based on a conversation I had with another activist here in Southern California. And the question is, has the pendulum swung so far that there is no redeeming America, American values, a constitutional republic, and everything that we hope America can be. Well, it's uh, if it's not beyond the point of no return, it is. It is certainly getting close to that. And on a strategic level, for two basic reasons. Well, three. First is immigration, illegal and legal. There's been this deluge. You've got 41 million immigrants in the country right now. And these people, when they can vote, and their children and grandchildren vote for the Democrats 70, 80% of the time. Next is the educational system that is indoctrinating young people. So they're coming, they have no conception of the history of the country or why the free enterprise system works and how they achieve the prosperity that they take for granted. And the third is the culture. Which does it, which largely the same thing as the educational system. So these three pincers are working strategically against keeping the republic. The person I was talking to is actively involved in pushing back on a an agenda at the municipal level, uh, in which embodies this thing called general using the general plans of cities to institute this uh, this this agenda twenty one. Uh, 
pro, a, you, aka sustainable development, and it is to try to force the, the high density to force people to live in high density housing and out of their cars in the cities and get as many people out of the countryside as possible. That is the that is their long run over decades agenda, and they try to do this. It comes in by grants. You get a grant to do this. Right. You get a grant to do that. You put a regional government authority that people can't elect that's doing this. The state push. So it's all coming from all these different angles. There's never, so there's never a chance where people actually get to vote on it, or it goes before the legislature, or that this agenda, but it's been pushing and pushing and pushing it to achieve just this end. And his frustration is that despite his best efforts to educate, uh, you know, the local community uh, and the greater community at large, despite our best efforts to, you know, really show people how close we are to an irreconcilable tipping point for the America and the American Republic as we know it, it's still so difficult to get people out of the stands and onto the playing field. You know, and I what what motivated me was the uh, notion that, uh, you know, when uh, this country was fought for and won during its foundational year in the Revolutionary War, only two to three percent of the population was actively involved in the battle. Thirty percent of the population supported the idea. Thirty percent were against it. Thirty percent didn't care. So in that situation, you have roughly 33 percent of America that was after this notion that believed in this uh, this idea of America, and they were able to accomplish it. And I know that something similar is achievable here. We get 5% of the conservatives in this country to actively engage in the battle to preserve America, that we we would be able to do it. Because look at what the, uh, you know, the, let's call it the gay lobby has been able to achieve. They've been able to, uh, you know, overturn centuries of an institution called marriage. Um, they've been able to continue to, to uh, you know, defeat the pro-life movement on, on abortion issues. They've been able to, you know, do so many things. And, and really at the core of it is a very small percentage of activists but yet we can't seem to motivate and organize the right in order to be able to push back on this monolithic effort um, which really is the source of it is a similar small number of people what's the answer how do we how do we find is it going to take you know a cri- a crisis of epic proportion in order to get people to finally wake up and realize oh my gosh my freedoms are gone um the schools are you know educating my children with marxist socialist propaganda um i no longer have control of my life people People view freedom as I can get in my car and go down to 7-Eleven and buy a Slurpee whenever I want to. Folks, that's not freedom. Freedom is, you know, being able to chart a course for your family, follow your religion. I mean, look at what Obama's doing with this religious, uh, you know, this this. Uh, advancement of this uh, notion of transgender bathroom use. It's not about transgender bathroom use. It's about debasing the, you know, the the moral and family values that are the fabric of what holds up our community. When are people going to finally engage in the fight? I don't know. And in a certain, certain sense, we can't answer for other people. We can only control ourselves. So the question is, do you, do as an individual, do I, do you, Don, does anyone out there listening want, want to do something to try to save the country, to save the republic, understanding understanding the odds are, are are against us, or do you choose to do nothing? And that and that's a choice that each of us has to individually make. Pastor Jack Hibbs said one of the things I went to with him. He says he says I may lose every battle I fight, but when I go before the Lord, 
I am not going to say, well, I didn't think there was anything I can do. I was too busy. It was hopeless. So I just gave up. And that's and that's the, and that's the choice that we all have to make. When we started, when the when our for, our forefathers started on the revolution, they didn't know they were going to win. The odds were against them. They were fighting what was then the most powerful country in the world, and they had a ragtag, mostly a ragtag militia of people, and they prevailed. Same thing in the War of eighteen twelve. Again, fighting the most powerful country in the, in the world, and they prevailed. So it's it, it, so it's a choice, and for me, I just I can't give up. You may lose, as you say, and, and there's plenty of reasons to why, we, why we would lose. And, there's, of course, there's a, there's a very good reason why we ultimately win. And that is that ultimately the free enterprise system, freedom, work, and are desirable. Truth, our truth is on our side. So ultimately, like Tom was saying in our first half hour, is that he just goes around telling the truth. And ultimately, the truth is on our side. The other side has to lie, deceive, disguise their agenda. We don't. All we got to do is communicate the truth to enough people, and we will prevail. Unfortunately, sometimes we have this baggage when we're out trying to tell the truth. We we all, in order to be able to take our truths and vet them out in the in in the marketplace of ideas in our political system, we either have to choose a D or an R. Now, there's a big movement in this country to, that's saying right now that neither one of them is you know representing us. You've got this great internal battle on the D side. You know that you got the Bernie Sanders uh, revolutionaries opposing the uh, party machine on their side. You've got folks on this side that are railing against the fact that the only uh, that the presumptive nominee uh, is one of the least desirable people in order to carry the uh, the standard bearer flag for conservatives. People are digging in their heels on this never Trump movement, saying there's no way in the world I am going to uh, support Donald Trump. Um, and 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 so there's this notion that we've got to form these third parties. Well, I think the I think the Never Trump is is fading away. They'll, there may be there may be some diehards that'll they'll that will that will hold out, but it's fading away. And in part because he's erased Hillary Clinton's lead in the polls, and even and has been leading in the in the recent polls. So when he starts to look like he can win, then people will come to his side, and ultimately they're gonna look at well, Hillary Clinton, crooked Hillary, or Soviet Bernie, or Donald Trump. And anyone who is aligned, anyone who believes in the republic, anyone who believes in the constitution, anyone who believes in the free enterprise system, anyone who believes in truth, anyone who believes in any of the things that we believe in, Second Amendment, pro-life, religious liberty, would have to, will ultimately, any rational person on our side with our values has to choose Donald Trump over crooked Hillary or Soviet Bernie. Dennis Prager has a great article in National Review, and he lists nine items, and I'm sure that there are more if we wanted to sharpen our pencils, nine items that hang in the balance in the November election. We'll go through those nine items and what the decision is that we have to be able to make in this coming election. Uh, We'll be back after a message from our sponsor for this half hour. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car if you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. I'm back after this. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. 
You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition. Safety checked, washed, and detailed. Fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. It's been said, falsely attributed to uh, Thomas Jefferson, that when when the government, when the people fear the government, you have tyranny. When the government fears the people, you have liberty. And that is so true, and it's increasingly becoming people fear our government and with just cause, because as Tim Donnelly says, that the government instituted to protect our freedom has now become the greatest threat to our freedom. And this all boils back to where do free, where do our rights emanate from? Do they, do they emanate from the government or do they emanate from inalienable rights that we're born with, which is one of the, one of the structural building blocks of this country? We are endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The foundation, that that document, the Declaration of Independence, is the why of America. So the the big battle right now among conservatives still focuses on this idea of, you know, hashtag never Trump versus versus Trump. And there are a lot of folks that are, and I, I get it. I understand, and I feel the... Uh, struggle. Uh, Donald Trump is not the perfect candidate for me. He does not represent uh, a lot of my uh, moral values. He doesn't represent, I mean, would I love to be the decision maker that he's been uh, in his business life that's amassed a $10 billion uh, net worth? Well, maybe. You know, I'd love to have made better decisions in my life that would have resulted in more financial, uh, you know, a great, a better financial picture. But there are a lot of things, and you know, maybe even Donald Trump is the source of his own uh, challenges here. But Dennis Prager writes in the National Review a very thought-provoking article in which he includes nine reasons why beating Hillary Clinton trumps ideological purity. So let's talk about this notion of ideological purity, where there are people that are saying, um, ideologically, I disagree with Donald Trump, the person he is and who he is, therefore I cannot vote for him. And this is some of the same stuff that animated people in the 2012 election against Mitt Romney, Christians especially. Ideologically, I do not agree with uh, uh, Mitt Romney uh, as a Mormon. Therefore, I cannot vote for him and will not vote for him, and I'll stay away from the polls. And we saw what that got us. Yeah, four more years of Barack Hussein Obama. Yep. And Dennis Prager, to his credit, devoted many, many, many radio hours and a number of columns criticizing Donald Trump. You know, he his his virtually assured nomination has now therefore caused, as, as Dennis Prager puts him, imminent grief as an American, a Republican, and a conservative. So if you, uh, if you hold true to conservative values, if you hold true to American fundamentalism uh, and, and, and uh, you know, your, your 
belief system, uh, then, you know, Donald Trump does cause you, um, uh, you know, concern ranging from things like his character uh, defects, gaps in his actual knowledge on very important issues from uh, foreign policy to, uh, you know, sort of domestic policy, his ability to navigate the political world that he's now going to be in charge of, um, having no set of identifiable conservative uh, principles. Um, oh, I, I, you know, he, he, they say that. I just disagree. Trump has been very clear this entire campaign. He, and if you want to go back 15 years, you can find all sorts of statements. You want to go back 10 years or whatever. Very clear. He's pro-life with exceptions for rape and incest. Very strong pro-Second Amendment. He just got the, he just got the NRA endorsement. He wants to reduce the top tax rates to 25% for individuals and 15% for corporations. He believes global warming is a hoax and is opposes Obama's global warming agreement. What do you want? I disagree with your premise. And the premise is this. Because he makes a statement, is that really what he believes? When it comes down to policy, is that what he's going to implement? And, and you know, what is a any, lot of what people... What is any candidate going to implement? Well, a lot of people equate, you know, the... the pilgrimage that Donald Trump has made to Reagan. With Reagan, we had, as an example, we had uh, nearly 17 years of being able to document his pilgrimage from the left to the right. We had two terms of him as a governor. We had uh, numerous speeches. We had, um, you know, a lot of, of actual actionable items that he took that demonstrated where, where he planted his flag. Now, we don't have that with Donald Trump. I don't disagree with you. Based on his statements, fine. But we don't have actual concrete evidence, except maybe recently he's nominated, he's given a list of 11 Supreme Court justices that appear to have massed, you know, gotten support. But in reality, what did he say about this list? Here's an example of the people that I would choose from. Are there other people he could add to that list when it comes right down to it in order to get something uh, politically done through the Senate? Is he going to, you know, bring up, a you know, somebody that doesn't have the conservative colors? We don't know this. Now, that question mark, I will agree, is better than the known of Hillary Clinton. Right. I'm all about that. And that's the point that uh, Dennis Prager is making in this list. You know, he makes, you know, he cites several examples, you know, the the moral uh, question mark of was it better to drop the atomic bomb on Japan, which is clearly an immoral choice versus the uh, the obvious outcome of many millions of lives more. He also cites as an example, an interview that he had with a lady that, you know, had to uh, become the mistress of a, a Nazi um officer in order to save the lives of 12 Jews that she was hiding in the cellar of that Nazi's house in Warsaw. So she had to make a moral choice that was against her Catholic, um, you know, her Polish Catholic uh, values. So she made a choice of becoming a mistress of a married Nazi officer in order to save uh, 12 lives. So, you know, he cites these as examples. So what are the nine points we have first? prevent a left-wing Supreme Court nomination, which we know under Hillary Clinton, that's what we would get. Right. No question about it. And that will result in, among other things, the effective repeal of the Second Amendment. There are already four justices that will vote that Second Amendment doesn't mean any right to bear arms and keep arms. And one more, and the Second Amendment is gone. Yep. Number two, increase the defense budget. Would Hillary increase the defense budget or continue with the Obama doctrine of minimizing America's uh, defense platform? 
Oh, no question that uh, she will continue weakening America's military, not only in absolute numbers, but in morale and in training, just as Obama has done. Repeal or at least modify Dodd-Frank, one of the one of the most draconian um, financial uh, pieces of legislation. Uh, would she would she do that? Probably not. Nope. Pre- prevent Washington, D.C. from becoming a state and giving the Democrats another two permanent senators. Is that something that Hillary Clinton would do? Uh, of course not. They'll do anything to get their... Of course it would. Yeah, I mean, yeah right, she would do it. Right. Repeal Obamacare. Now, uh, Trump has said he would. Hillary Clinton, would she? Well, she's made quite clear that that uh, that Obamacare, she, that she likes Obamacare, although there's, you know, she recognizes the fault. So, so it'd be, if anything, Hillary Clinton will do more government control over health care. His sixth point, curtail illegal immigration, a goal that has nothing necessarily to do with xenophobia or nativism. Just look at uh, Western Europe. Hillary Clinton has a written plan in her first 100 days. Yeah, to er- basically erase the border, expand executive amnesty. Basically, any, if you're in the country and we like you, you th- you're a good person contributing to your community, you get to stay, you get work authorization, you get effectively amnesty. Which will effectively relegate America into the trash bin of history. Uh, number seven, reduce job-killing regulations on large and small businesses. Will Hillary expand that or reduce it or leave it the same? Of course, she'll expand it. Right. Number eight, lower corporate income tax and bring back hundreds of billions of dollars of offshore capital into the United States. Hillary Clinton is more government, more taxes, more spending. And number nine, continue fracking, which the left in its science rejecting hysteria opposes. Will Hillary, you know, uh, shut down fracking or will she, you know, drill baby drill? Oh, she's all totally into this global warming agenda of higher energy prices and restricting our energy production. So do more of Obama. So those are nine things that hang in the balance of November 7th because some people still feel it's more important to stand on morals than it is to be pragmatic and practical about the decisions that we're facing. We're out of time for this segment. We'll come back with some final thoughts after this word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. I'm going to take, uh, we have only a few minutes here, just an example of government and what's at stake in, in what's happening to the country. TSA, 
And if you haven't flown recently, if you, when you do, you'll see what's happened. Is the lines are getting longer and longer. More and more people are missing flights. There was just a story on Thursday that uh, just on American Airlines, 70,000 people missed their flights because of security delays. And on top of that, stead- a t- tests of TSA where they try to get fake weapons and bombs through the screeners. Last year, in 2015, 96% of the fake bombs and weapons made it through screening. So not only are you being delayed, not only do you have a bunch of high-priced, overpaid government employees, it's ineffective. The head of security, a former head of security for El Al, the Israeli airline, said, you don't have a security system. You have a system for annoying people. <laughs> well, that's true. And, of course, you know, you can go, you can, you can hop, skip, and a jump from TSA over to the VA. you got the head of the VA comparing wait times at the VA to the lines at Disney. You know, and and saying that Disney doesn't care about the lines. And if, in fact, they came out and said, yes, we do care about the lines. But the, the notion that you would invoke such a comparison sh- says that, you know, we don't have uh, bureaucrats at the head of these agencies that have at their core uh, of their mission statement and business the care and and, and healing of our veterans. No, and there's no reason to because they have they have a monopoly. Government, there, there's no consequence to them for incompetence. Just to the, you know, the people that were responsible for these secret wait lists and what was going on there, after two years of investigation, the government sought to remove three of them from their government jobs. And to take another two years to go through that process, all which these people are going to be paid their six-figure government salaries and nothing changes. So in, in, in that environment, the idea of bringing in Donald Trump to do his best cannonball into the Washington, D.C. hot tub, to do his best wrecking ball on D.C., on Washington, D.C., I mean, r- r- there really isn't a risk. I mean, you, the, risk, the risk is continuing with the current crop of politicians and leadership in Washington. That's the real risk, not bringing in Donald Trump. Well, I would dispute your terms of it's, it's no risk. It's a less of a risk because we really don't know some of those things as we talked about. Listen, folks, if you're as, as disturbed as Greg and I are and some of the other folks we have on our program about what's unfolding in our country, in our state, and in our community, go to the Unite IE website, uniteie.com. Find the groups around the Inland Empire that are doing the heavy lifting, the things that we talk about that need to be done in order to preserve um, you know, liberty, in order to preserve our freedoms, in order to preserve the free enterprise system, and climb on board. Get involved, because if you don't, basically, what will you tell your grandkids in another uh, couple of decades? They're going to ask you, Grandpa, where were you when the idea and the notion of the American dream fell apart? As Ronald Reagan said, freedom is only one generation away from extinction. Will it, be, will it be this generation? Join us next Saturday at 4 o'clock for another edition of the Unite IE radio program and go to our website, uniteie.com, for more information about the groups in the Unite IE coalition. Have a great Saturday. Thank you, my God, our freedom, a little money in the bank. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's Dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.